Hey, this is Piggy D from Rob Zombie, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks. So turn it up. Hey, this is DJ Ashper from Guns N' Roses and 6AM, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is John Five, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Welcome to episode 297 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, Sean, coming from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Starting off this episode, we bring to you an interview with Rob Zombie guitarist John Five. John's about to hit the road with his solo band, John Five and the Creatures, and they'll be hitting Pittsburgh on March 14th at the Hard Rock Cafe. John talks to us about this upcoming tour as well as an album he's working on. The album comes out later this year, but leading up to the album, he'll be releasing a new song and a new video on the first of every month. February's song was called Behind the Not Love. Before we get to the interview with John, here's that track. This is Behind the Not Love.
right, ladies and gentlemen, with me on the phone, I have guitarist for Rob Zombie, John Five. How are you doing today, John? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for asking. Um, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I know you got a lot going on. Um, I want to talk about uh, the upcoming tour right now that you got uh, with your, your solo tour. Um, tour kicks off March 4th. Um, you'll be hitting here in Pittsburgh on March 14th. Can you uh, talk a little bit about this tour and what goes into producing a you know a John Five and the Creatures solo tour? Well, I uh, you know I've been doing instrumental records for a really long time, and uh, actually the drummer that uh, in the Creatures, his name is Roger Carter, was actually like, hey, we should go do some shows. And I was like, yeah, you think so? You know, because I never did shows like. And I was like, all right, well, let's book a couple and see how it goes and blah, 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 blah. Right. And, uh, and it was just such a great response and it was so much fun and just, uh, you know, we just go out there and play and it's every kind of different style of music you can imagine. So it's all these different, you know, everything from Western swing, bluegrass and really heavy, heavy, crazy metal and, uh, you know, flamencos and there's a show behind it too. So it's kind right. of like, um, it's kind of like a little Alice Cooper instrumental show. So oh, cool. there's a lot of stuff going on and I wanted it to make it entertaining because instrumental shows, you know, it's like, Oh boy. So I wanted it to make it entertaining. Even if like you're, you drag your girlfriend or wife along, she'll right. enjoy it as well. So, um, it's a really good show and people really enjoy it. So uh, we're excited to get over there again. And, um, you know, every time I come, like, you know, how bands come to East Coast or West mm -hmm. Coast or something like that, we'll change the set every time. So the set will, you know, there'll always be different songs, new songs going on. Um, do you, when I, you know, you've got several solo albums like you say you've been doing this for you know since 2004 with the solo albums i think vertigo was your first one how hard is it to go through your catalog and, and curate a set list uh it's pretty tough but you know we just uh we'll change it quite a bit so that's why people will come to mm -hmm. you know if we're coming back east or midwest or something like that you know they won't see the same show and, um, but what I'm doing now is I'm, I'm putting out a song and a, uh, a new song and a new video, the first of every month. And I started that in January. So, the, you know, starting in 2016, so I'll put a new one out every month. And it's been, um, great because people mainly just watch music now, mm -hmm. you know, on YouTube and, and things like that. So it's, um, you know, they'll hear the first song was the Blackgrass Plague, and that was, um, you know, January 1st. And, uh, you know, we'll play that one. And then the other one was this month was Behind the Nut Love, and uh, we'll play that one. And then March 1st is the song called Making Monsters, and it's so crazy. It's um, <laughs> all like... Uh, stop animation so i'm like this oh, cool. action figure it's really it's really a cool thing people will really enjoy it i hope that's cool that sounds really neat now the you mentioned like the newest video which came out this month behind the not love um yeah. it's a really kind of a, a cool song but you're you know bending the strings behind the night obviously where the song the name comes from um yeah but whether this song this song was originally released 
on, a, on an earlier album back in 2005. Um, That's correct. Is there a reason why you brought this song back now and wanted to do a video for this song? Well, the reason why is I would play this song at like soundcheck to, to, to test the guitars and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then the guys would join in and it sounded so good. Like what they were doing. I was like, Oh, we should remake this song, you know, with, with the band. So the okay. actual, the correct title for the song is behind the nut love with the creatures, you know, but it's kind of a long title, but uh, right. that's the title of the song. But uh, it's, really I mean they do such a great job and when we play it live it sounds really really good and so that's why you know um, kind of just brought them in the mix and they do such a great, great job of it and it's a it's a cool video um, you know you're sitting there on the throne playing it and you got the, the, the little crowd there at the end um, where did the inspiration for this song come from because you know it's not your typical you know metal song which you know you're associated with with Zombie and Manson and all that because um, even on all your solo albums you got a lot of you know country bluegrass inspired sounding songs on there as well so can you talk a little bit about you know what inspired this song well, I, I always loved, when I was a little kid, I always loved the sound of the pedal steel guitar. Mm-hmm. And in my, it just sounded really cool to me. I didn't know, you know, I, I was so young, but I didn't know the difference between rock or country or anything like that. I just knew that it was music, you know, because I was so young. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how I look at music still today. It's just music. So anyways, with the with this song, I was like, oh, I want to, you know, do something like this because it sounds so good. So I understood that the pedal steel was all tuned to one chord and they just bend the strings with their feet. So but it's easy because they're bending the string and it's and it bends to a perfect note when they're doing that with their feet. But Mm -hmm. The way I'm doing it with the guitar, it is one of the hardest things ever because if you're even a little bit off, it's going to sound like a train wreck. Right. So it's uh, it's really cool how it all came together, and it's uh, I think it sounds really good. I'm pretty proud of it. So, and you've been playing the song long enough so you know exactly how much pressure and stuff to put on on the string behind the net so you don't get those like miscues a lot. Oh my God! It's you know it's trial and error, <laughs> right, you know, because it's, right. it, if it's off even just a tear, it's a catastrophe. So, no, I'm, I got it down pretty good. So, cool. Uh, cool. You know, I feel pretty good about it. Um, now, you you mentioned you're doing you know a new song every month at, at the start of the month. Will this be leading up to a new album later on down the year? Yes, at the end of the year, I'll put out the record. It'll kind of be like a box set, like with a documentary and a CD and, you know, remixes and everything. Like at oh, the end cool. of the year, you get this whole huge thing of all these videos and all this thing you've seen throughout the year oh, nice. and making of and all that stuff. So it's really, it's really going to be cool. It's going to be something else. Now, is that something, I mean, were you planning on doing like this whole big major production with like the use of the documentary and stuff? Is that something that's going on now? Like filming yeah. wise? Um, what can you talk a little bit about what, inspired that whole you know idea because that is actually a very cool idea and it's not something you you see a lot well what i how i'm doing it is because it's just things that i like to see okay you know 
I like to see, you know, like uh, the Foo Fighters, Sonic Highways. I just thought that was so interesting. Every song, they were in a different state. Mm-hmm. And they did this, and there was a documentary, and it was just really well done and really cool and how they did that. So I just thought, oh, people, this is the kind of music that people just want to see me play it, you know? Right. So uh, that's why I'm I'm doing it this way. Cool. And it's it's uh, been working out really well so far. Well, now, will you have a camera crew follow you on the road for this upcoming tour? Unfortunately not, no, because it's, you know, it's right. the weather and all that stuff. It's going to be, it's going to be pr- pretty brutal. Right. How is it going to be over there and during March? Well, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been really weird here uh, the last couple of weeks. You know, today it's, you know, this past weekend, it was like the coldest February ever, but next weekend we're going to be hitting the fifties. So, uh, right. you know, it's, it's both the time you'll be hitting Pittsburgh. It should be all right, but you know how the weather yeah. can be. <laughs> um, good, good, good. Well, hopefully it'll be all right. But yeah, but they're gonna, we're going to do like a documentary of like in the studio okay. and talk about everything and have you know interview everybody. It's going to be really cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, and you can buy the songs now as they're released, or is that something you're you're saving for for later on? No, you can buy it every first of the month. You can buy that new song. Cool. Um, on on uh, on iTunes and but the end you know it's going to be like a physical album with right. with everything in it yeah so yeah you'll need to get the physical stuff to get all the the extras and all the goodies yeah and, and the all documentary the... and the remixes all that shit it's cool. going to be really cool 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 now uh, shifting gear a little bit Rob Zombie's got a new album coming out uh, this year too um, long title. <laughs> Uh, electric War Rock Acid, Witch, Satanic Orgy Celebration Dispenser. Um, can you talk a little bit about that album, or is that still kind of... No, no, yeah, definitely. That comes out on the 29th of April. We're really super, super excited. Best zombie record ever. Best, mm-hmm. best you know, because I was a zombie fan and a white zombie fan, which is right. definitely his best work to date. And... Uh, Oh my God, we're so excited. And we took our time with this one. And mm-hmm. that's why, you know, we love it so much. You know, I th- I'm just so excited for that to come out. People are really going to enjoy it if they like, you know, White Zombie or Rob Zombie right. at any time of their life. You know, they're really, really going to dig this. And um, we're going to get out on the road. I think our first show is the 29th of April. So everybody's super, super excited uh, for this. And, um, it's a great sounding record. The mm. first uh, single is while well, everyone's fucking in a UFO. Right. And we're going to shoot a video for that soon. And uh, so, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's great songs, great grooves, you know, a lot of fun at this record. Cool. Now, can you, when you, when you're working on a Rob Zombie album, when you're working on your solo albums and stuff, do you approach those differently? Is there a different mindset you have to be in to, to work on each thing individually? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They're two different, completely different animals. You know, a lot of, you know, it's just, um, you know, I work with Rob on all the, on all the music and all that stuff. So we're always together doing everything, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, so that works out really well. So it's, yeah, two different, completely different animals. Cool. Now you also, I mean, you know, you, 
man of many talents. You uh, you scored his uh, upcoming film too, right? That's right. Um, now you yeah that, that thirty one yeah that is um, I did that with Bob Marlette, and I'm not sure when that movie's coming out, but it is uh, you know doing the score is a lot of work. It's a big mm-hmm. challenge, and uh, it takes a lot of time. It's like doing four instrumental records. Right. You know? <laughs> it's uh, it's really really a lot of work, but it's very rewarding in the end. That's for sure. Now you also scored uh, Lords of Salem. And that was was that that was the first movie you scored, Lords of Salem. Yes, that's and then, correct. Yeah. Um, learning from that experience, was it easier the second time around? Is this like something well, that? No, I don't think you know. Easy is definitely not right. a word I'd use with scoring <laughs> a film. You know, because it's so hard. You know, mm-hmm. you don't really know. You know, you're trying to create a mood, and you're trying to right. create suspense or sadness or. But it is really a challenge to do something like that, and uh, you got to make sure that it doesn't get in the way of dialogue or the scene or mm-hmm. anything like that. So it is really hard. Sometimes there's no time signature, or key signature, or anything like that. So it's um, it's a lot of work, that's for sure. And it's you know the music, uh, movie score is, is very important. You, know, you can strip the score away from you know any horror film or whatever, and it you lose a lot of of the impact uh, mm. of what's happening. And is there you know when you're watching the film, how do you get the ideas for where you know what would help enhance that scene? I guess. Well, uh, luckily I have Rob, and he gives me he's like gives me the answers to the tests, and right. He'll give me a cue sheet and he'll say how long or what he's looking for on this cue sheet. So that really helps me a lot. Cool, cool. So that film, I, I don't think there's a release date for it. Yeah, actually, I think it's uh, debuting at uh, Sundance or something. Um, yeah, it just it just debuted at Sundance, but I'm not sure when the uh, theatrical release will be. Cool, cool. Another thing I wanted to ask you about was uh, you also recorded some songs for uh, Ace Fraley's upcoming kind of uh, tribute album type of thing. What was it like working with Ace? I think you did two songs with him. Yeah, I've known, you know, Ace, geez, most of my adult life. And it's, uh, you know, I know all those guys. And uh, it's always a great pleasure and honor working with any of those guys because mm-hmm. they were just such a part of my childhood you know those were my superheroes those were my spider-man and superman right. and all that stuff and um Ace called me and said hey you know come play on my record and i was like absolutely <laughs> you know 100 percent, no problem i'll be there and he said we're gonna play parasite i was like oh my god this is crazy <laughs> you know it's crazy, you know, so, uh, which is, you know, such a big part of my childhood on right, right. Modern Hell and, and on Alive and all that stuff. Oh my God. So, uh, it was so cool to play that with him, to be sitting, you know, a foot away from him and we're both playing the song together. And I'll tell you, he was like, we were improvising. Oh, wow. And, and it sounded great, you know, with the solos. And I said, Ace, why don't you play the, the, the solo to Par- Parasite, that's how we can start it out. Mm-hmm. And he goes, okay. And he did it, and it sounded so good. He did it in one take, too, and that's what's on the record. Cool, cool. Now, I mean, something like that's got to be, 
you know, for you, it's got to be something like, you know, wow, it's like you oh. know, childhood heroes oh, calling yeah. me up. And, you know, do you feel like, oh, yeah, cool. It's, it's got to be a great feeling for you. Yeah, of course. Even though you know them for so mm-hmm. long, so many years, but still playing that with them, you know, it's just like, or making music with them, you know, it's, it's, it's a great feeling. Cool, cool. Um, you know, I want to, you know, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to your show here in Pittsburgh. You know, the day it was announced, I'm like, oh, got to go check this out because, you know, huge fan. You're an incredible guitar player, and, and I, I really dig thank your solo stuff. Um, thank you. So is there anything you want to say to the fans before I let you go? Yeah, just, you know, come out to the show, and uh, you definitely won't be disappointed. It's uh, – a really, really fun show. It's, uh, you know, up close and personal. It's, um, you know, I love saying hello to the fans too. So hopefully I get to chat with some of you guys. Cool. Cool. And like these smaller shows give you a chance to actually kind of meet the fans and stuff too. And you, you like, you know, is that rewarding for you? Oh, I love it. I love talking to them. I love talking with fans and, you know, them telling me things, stories, or what they thought of this, that, the other. I love that stuff. I right. really, really do. I really enjoy that a lot. Cool. cool. Well, uh, hopefully we get a good crowd for you here in March. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a great show, and I, I will definitely be there. So, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing then, and uh, wish this tour a lot of luck, and uh, see you here real soon. Great. Thank you very much. I'd like to thank John for taking the time to talk to us. That track coming out of the interview is called Welcome to Violence, and that's off his 2012 release, God Told Me Too. John 5's tour kicks off March 4th at Westland, Michigan at the Token Lounge. They'll be hitting Pittsburgh on March 14th at the Hard Rock Cafe. Be sure to check out his website for tour dates near you. Up next on the program, we have an interview with Led Zeppelin II vocalist Bruce Lamont. Led Zeppelin II is one of the premier Led Zeppelin tribute bands, and they'll be out on the road uh, starting this week. They'll be hitting the main stage in Morgantown, West Virginia on February 20th. So without any further ado, here's that interview. Ladies and gentlemen, from the band Led Zeppelin 2, we have joining us on the line right now, Bruce Lamont. How are you doing, Bruce? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing very, very well. Um, yours is a name um, I think some, some metal fans might recognize um, from a band you had about seven, eight years ago, Yakuza, correct? Yep, still going. How, how are things going with that band before we jump into the Led Zeppelin stuff? Good. we uh just been writing another record, planning recording this year, put it out later, either later this year or early next year. And um, 
In that band, you um, you play a couple different instruments, correct? Yes, vocals, and I play uh, a variety of woodwind, mostly saxophone. No. Did you um, with those particular types of instruments? Did you play in the band as a kid, or how did you get into that kind of stuff? Uh, general interest in music from the age of five, uh, school band programs, uh, got me, uh, got a saxophone in my hand at the age of nine. So that's where it started and then kind of progressed in there. Uh, family, friend passing the guitar down, you know, 11 mm-hmm. or 12 years old and kind of that thing. And then just snowballed into, started to play live shows when I was 18 years old and here we are today. 50 years later <laughs> now um, one of the things I, I think when, when I listen to that band um, I don't hear Led Zeppelin and your vocals there um, this is obviously a very different style of singing um, and, and Robert Plant's voice is not one I'm sure that's easy to tackle um, which one is easier for you to sing I mean, that kind of growling well, type stuff or, or do you find the Robert Plant stuff easier to do yeah. Yakuza's kind of shifted in the past number of years. I've gotten away from the growly stuff, and I do just more of my uh, natural range. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot more, I guess, uh, close to baritone, bellowing kind of stuff. Okay. So that would be easier in a sense. I mean, I mean, plant, I'm definitely going way out of my range, but, you know, I've been working at it for a lot of years to kind of do it so I don't, you know, either damage the vocal cords or hurt myself in any way, but, you know. For a two-hour show, it still gets, you know, you still wear down no matter what. Is most of the plant, you mentioned baritone, and I know when I listen to to some of the stuff from Yakuza, it's very, very deep, guttural type stuff. Um, Is the plant stuff mostly your falsetto? No, I actually can hit some of that stuff. I mean, there's a falsetto stuff that I kind of rely on uh, as backup, just say, you know, from fatigue. I mean, you Mm -hmm. do four or five shows a week, you know, two plus hours a night. I won't be able to quite hit those things. I can kind of, I can kind of go to a false set of the kind of make that work. But, right. uh, bar, well, barring, I mean, when you're touring it this time of year, depending on where in the country we're in New Orleans today, so it'd be fine. But say when we go back up north and the temperatures drop and there's, you know, forced air heat going on and things like that, that'll start to affect the voice, you know, even as much as you try to hydrate and things like that. But, uh, um, yeah, I can still generally hit a lot of that stuff. Just, uh, just kind of going for it. So. Just from a from a non singing perspective, was the guttural stuff harder on on their voice, or is is that high register type stuff? Is it which do you find harder to do? Uh, you know, I never walked away from a Yakuza show with uh, any sort of like. Uh, um, I, I wasn't hoarse or, or fatigued by any means. I mean, there were shorter sets, of course, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a way to do that stuff as well, too, without, you know, hurting yourself. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not really coming from the throat, per se, you know, so it's more from, from the from the chest, or, I mean, his gut are also t- actually coming from the gut, so, you right. know, it's a way to kind of support it without blowing it out. I mean, I, so on both ends of the spectrum, I've kind of, you know, been mindful of, you know, yeah. not, you know, you know, blowing out on either end. So, but yeah, probably the plant stuff is probably a little, a little more difficult. Yeah, I know. Just listening, I think a lot of people tend to do both of them. In you, you know, I, I know. You know, you're driving in the car, you're trying to sing along with you know the immigrant song or something like that. 
you know, sure, novices sure. like myself are trying to do it way up in your throat, and you get about halfway through it, and you start making all kind of squeaky noises and things like that. <laughs> and the guttural stuff probably just as much. You know, people tend to do it with their throat. You know, so yeah, and you're yeah, yeah, very different ends of the spectrum. Um, what in particular kind of drew you to Led Zeppelin? I mean, obviously millions of people are fans of Led Zeppelin, but what kind of made you make sure. that leap into a full-on traveling you know, tribute? Oh, I mean, as far as getting into Led Zeppelin, it's one of the first rock bands I ever heard. I mean, I mean, I can remember back as far as like four or five years old. You know, my uh, there's a radio station. In, I'm from Chicago, and the, the uh, modern rock radio station at the time was called WLS, and of course they put in Zeppelin, you know, once an hour. And this is 1976, 77, and then mm-hmm. as far as this thing goes, um, Paul Camp, the Jimmy Page of the band, and I've been friends for a long time, and we played in different touring uh, bands over the years and kind of came out of this out of doing Zeppelin for a Halloween gig one year just for fun mm-hmm. and it really it really went over literally like a lead balloon uh, no people were really into it mm-hmm. it was super fun and so we just you know we did it for a couple of years you know that way just you know dress up as ho- for Halloween and that be that And but we put so much effort into it I mean we just were like you know I kind of was like there's a there's a club in town called Martyrs and there's another band called Dark Star Orchestra who did mm-hmm. they're known for doing Grateful Grateful yeah. Dead shows and I was like well you know that, you know Dark Star got started at Martyrs I thought we had planned on creating this as being anything beyond just you know for fun but I was like why don't we do this a couple times a year I mean put so much effort into it you know make a few bucks it's fun and that's exactly what we did so we went there and it just kind of snowballed and you know started playing around town more often and not on like cover band circuits we were playing all the clubs that we played with our other bands and finally it got to a point where you know playing uh the house of blues of chicago which holds like you know 1400 people and mm-hmm. we're selling that out and then all of a sudden we're like hey you can make this a touring thing and that was about seven eight years ago and had an agent in town who was interested in us and just kind of put us out there and that's 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 all she wrote and that's kind of what we've been doing ever since so yeah no, i i just had the opportunity to speak to um the music director brit floyd and i was talking to him okay. about you know why the Pink Floyd experience translates so well, and one of the things he said was, you know, a lot of people don't really care what Pink Floyd looked like. You know, it was the visual right. aspect of the show, it was the music aspect of the show. You guys are tackling something a little bit trickier, in some respects, because people knew, you know, the guys in the band almost as characters, and you absolutely, know, you can't get up there with, you know. Yeah brunette hair that's dead straight and try to be Robert Plant, you know, and be 250 yeah. pounds, and, you know, with a... Yeah, I was gonna, How, yeah, I was how gonna, I was gonna, big I was, of a deal was that, ahead, you know, in the decision? Well, I'll tell you what, that's funny. There's there's two ways I was going to approach this uh, comment on, on your on what you just said. One thing is uh, we toured with the Australian Pink Floyd last summer, a mm-hmm. uh, uh, summer tour. I know that Brit Floyd, uh, like somebody split from Aussie Floyd, went with them and did their whole thing. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and they weren't they weren't concerned about their their costuming, and there again, there's another band. Not that we ever compare ourselves to any other Led Zeppelin band in the country. Everybody gets, got their own thing, do their thing. There's a band called Get the Let Out, mm-hmm. and it's like a it's more of like a, a seven piece. Um, they are trying to recreate the music, and that's all they're concerned with. The look is not a thing. Where yes, we definitely felt that there were four unique characters in that band that had to be represented represented on stage as well as the music. You know. And we've gotten many a comment for over the years when people have come to see us a number of times that they really appreciate that. Um, in fact, uh, you know, as some people that are a little older are like, you know, we don't care 
how old you guys are, or whatever. You put those costumes on. And we're not that we're old or anything. We're just saying that they mm-hmm. that just it, 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 they transcend back in time to when they were young and they saw Zeppelin, and, and it makes them feel feel those you know just kind of recreating that time for them all over again. So we really feel like that's it's really important to have the visual aspect and have have the costuming and all that kind of stuff. It just I mean. Kiss wasn't Kiss without those without the makeup, really. You know, yeah. they tried. Yeah, they, yeah, they sold a few records in between, but they were kind of the yeah, hair, couple, hair band without the makeup. I, I, um, I mean, licking up wasn't bad, but you know. <laughs> Bruce, um, when you when you do the songs live, you mentioned playing guitar, and obviously play a host of instruments. You know, and one of the things that was always interesting about Led Zeppelin was John Paul Jones' contribution with different instruments and things like that. Do you yep. stay true to the Robert Plant character in that you don't pick up a guitar or anything? Yep. Yep. Okay. And how we had, I play harmonica. I, I play harmonica, and I think okay. that's it. I mean, we just we discuss just for logistics' sake. Um, there's a couple songs, uh, Tangerine, where that slide guitar is really essential, mm-hmm. and we were discussing about maybe throwing that, and I just play it right quick. We thought mm-hmm. that might. Might be able to slide with them that, but that's about it. Otherwise, no, nah, I don't think you know it wouldn't make sense. You know, yeah, and that's what I was trying to get my head around with was you know, it, you know, even when they did like unleaded, you didn't see Robert pick up you know a, yep. anything other than yep. maybe a tambourine. Um, yep. Exactly. Does the band focus on a particular era of of the Zeppelin catalog, earlier, later, or do you try to do stuff you know from presence on down to the you know the debut? Yeah. I mean, initially we were all about, we called it like, the, we were like the deep cut band. We actually avoided anything that was like, you know, really over overplayed. You know, mm-hmm. we, we avoided Stairway for a lot of years and, you know, the Black Dogs and all that kind of stuff. And then we get, kind of got inside that music and, and, and really, you know, enjoy those songs. I mean, we play Stairway every night, of course. So that's just, but we do like a live version. That's that's one uh, one aspect that might be, that makes us a little different than the other bands. We totally focused on the live experience. You know, go through tons of bootlegs and live recordings, and try to, you know, get inside that kind of stuff. As opposed, I mean, we use the, we'll use the albums as reference, but we definitely definitely are, are full on in the mindset of like this is a live show. We'll do the live versions of these songs, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, but as far as the catalog's concerned, we've pretty much touched upon every recording in some way, shape, or form. There's some songs that we've kind of just avoided. Uh, some things on Into the Outdoor that just don't really. Appeal to us per se. Um, there's a few songs that do, and we, we like the first time we pulled out in the evening about four years ago. It like really went over great. People like loved it. Um, same thing with like Fool in the Rain. Uh, but generally, I mean, Achilles' Last Stand was like our signature song for about eight years straight. We always played that no matter what, you know. And and, and the the people that got it were like freaked out. Like, oh my god, I played Achilles from you know from Christmas, but uh, uh, this year, like now we've now we basically pick a theme for like a tour for the entire mm-hmm. year. We're, we're, we have a tour called How the Midwest Was Won, which is basically based around the North American 1972 tour that uh, the live recording How the West Was Won was taken as LA Forum okay. 72, and it's pretty much it's pretty much that recording except we took a liberty and cut one one song that they off that record and put in a song that they had from the tour just because we just wanted to kind of change it up a little bit. Um, mm. And then, like, like next year, we're going to do. Uh, it's the 40th anniversary of the North American 1977 tour, so we're going to do we're going to do that, which is which is great because that's a, that's almost a three hour show. <laughs> yeah, and they basically touch on everything from early to up to presence, so that'll be fun. 
Yeah, now, as far as, um, you know, the lighting, one of the things, obviously, probably a little cheaper to recreate the Led Zeppelin set, at least the one I'm thinking of from, you know, the song remains the same, than Pink Floyd. Right. Um, do you guys yeah. try to keep the, the stage in, in the same kind of layout as well? Uh, somewhat. I mean, I don't think uh, Bonham used a riser. Um, right. A lot of the photographs we saw, so, I mean, that's we're taking liberties in that respect to see be able to see our bonds a little better, but yeah, he still has the gong, um, all vintage Marshall amps, um, uh, yeah, bass rig, I mean, the keyboard setup is a little more modern looking, I guess, we tried to get like a little like wooden box to make it look a little more, you know, mm-hmm. 70s authentic, but it didn't seem like anyone really, that didn't seem to bother anybody, but light, lighting wise, yeah, like this, we do more color washes and stuff like they kind of did back then as opposed to, you know, well, Depends on, on, the, on the lighting person. The other night, someone was using a lot of strobes. Even though I asked him, like, there, there were no strobes back in 1970, yeah. you know, five. So if you can cut that back. So we, we, we at least we're, we're mindful of it. Of course, yeah. we try to we try to you know keep it, you know, somewhat, you know, but still utilizing the technology that exists in 2016. So right. Well, Bruce, you guys are coming in. You're doing a show in Morgantown on Saturday. Um, yeah. main stage so uh, we look forward to seeing when you guys get into town and uh, Great. look for some new material from Yakuza coming soon yep sounds good thanks so much alright thank you so much have a great day Okay, you can catch Led Zeppelin 2 at the main stage Morgantown in Morgantown, West Virginia on February 20th. That about wraps up this episode. I'd like to thank both our guests for taking the time to talk to us. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to drop us an email at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ironcityrocks. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash ironcityrocks. And check out our Instagram at instagram.com forward slash ironcityrocks. Until next time, thanks for listening.